Welcome to our podcast. We talk all about the excessively nice type C personality. I'm Dr. Corey Gleed, a clinical psychologist. I'm Anna White, a former Wall Streeter and recovering type C. Type C people hate disappointing others, carry the weight of the world on their shoulders, avoid conflict, and suppress emotions. Many of us identify as type C. Our health has suffered and we want to learn new ways of living healthier. On this podcast, we'll pull from our own experiences and also learn from experts. We hope you enjoy the show. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the holiday season that we've just been through. The holidays can be a lot of fun, but they can also be very, very challenging. And it's funny how we just forget from year to year how challenging they can be and how how many struggles that we can go through. We go into the holidays with some level of excitement and then (laughs) surprise, surprise, there are painful reminders of some of the things that we're going to have to deal with. So we thought it might be helpful just to talk about some of the difficulties that type C people in particular face during the holidays, share a little guidance, and just reiterate that so many people struggle. And it's always comforting to know that we're not alone in our struggles. A lot of people are dealing with these issues. So we had a lot of people reach out to us over the holidays. And also, I just wanted to kind of talk about some personal um, experiences that I've had with patients recently, just really talking about um, how the holidays, as Anna was just saying, come with a lot of hallmark and these messages that this should be fun, but really um, they can trigger a lot of things for type C people. And we wanted to make sure that we did our recap. So just really trying to make sure that we talk about some of the things to, to think about and learn from for next year to take care of yourself or for any period of time when you kind of have to take care of a lot of people. But there are some specific things that we wanted to go over and talk about. So we've got a laundry list of things that we've been kind of jotting down as people talk to us and we relive our own holiday experiences. And I mean, I think the the biggest one obviously is being around families that aren't fully functional. There are a lot of families out there that don't communicate well. And, you know, one of the biggest things is not being able to be fully direct or fully tell the truth, not being able to give people feedback or constructive criticism anyway, and really having to keep up appearances of a really shiny, happy, perfect family. I know so many families that fit the bill here. And, you know, when you can't express your emotions, then that just makes everything that much more stressful when you feel like you're having to hide everything and put on this happy face. And that's actually not the truth. And then a lot of type C people, I think growing up, if we grew up in an environment where there was a little bit of, of chaos, we we took on this role of a peacekeeper. And that role has probably continued up until this point. And so we're the ones that step in, try to smooth things over, things start to go awry. And that's also a very stressful position to put ourselves in. Yeah. I I mean, I think these things are all really important to talk about. And I think that, you know, we've talked about this before, but I just want to say this again, a lot of type C behaviors, people pleasing, avoiding conflict, being really thoughtful of other people, going above and beyond for other people, you get rewarded for it. And it was often protective when you were growing up. So if you're going back during the holidays to see family members, you may fall back into these patterns that used to be helpful for you. And a lot of your family members may still also expect 
And I think really what, we're, what we want to talk about is learning from this and working on recognizing what doesn't work anymore. It doesn't mean that you have to turn into a totally different person, but just recognizing that falling back into those old patterns can really continue to hurt you. And is there some sort of middle ground that you can come up with? So I think that, you know, I've had patients over the years definitely talk about the peacekeeper role and that just continues to happen every time they go back into that family dynamic. And it's often children who are the peacekeeper role for either a parent and another child or between two parents. And that's just, it's exhausting and it's not healthy. And it really, you know, can lead to anger and resentment and obviously a whole host of physical situations. So we just want to talk about that. And are there other things you wanted to mention? Any specifics about that? Yeah, I just think it's important that we have to be realistic about family dynamics. You know, they're they're probably not going to change unless families are actively aware of poor dynamics and wanting to work on them. And that's usually not the case. And I think if that is the case, then we just have to be sort of realistic and practical going into holiday seasons around, okay, what is this going to look like? It's probably going to look just like last year. And how can I protect myself more? And not getting swept up in the excitement, thinking things are going to be better and then they're not. So maybe that means just limiting interaction or limiting the time that we spend with families so that we don't have an elongated period of time where we're carrying this massive burden. Yeah, I think what you point out is really true, really trying to actually not have a fantasy, right? So really trying to be honest with yourself about the reality that you do have, because that sets you up with something that you have control over. And it actually reduces disappointment. If you are planning, if you're heading into time with family or friends or some sort of holiday situation that you know in the past has not gone well, it's important to remind yourself, like, that's actually probably likely going to happen again. And how can I take care of myself about that, around that? So Anna, you make a, a good point, which is, you know, limiting time, I would say really making sure that there's separation, whether it's going for walks or saying, I'm going to go to bed now and heading in early, trying to really, you know, we talked about setting boundaries a couple of podcasts ago, but I definitely think really working on fighting some of those types of rules in our heads that make us ignore taking care of ourselves, right? You know, so you can say yes to things, but you also need to say no, making sure that you're prioritizing sleep and getting away and not saying yes to everything so that you are not angry and exhausted afterwards. And I think another thing that's really hard that you know, comes up frequently in the type C world because a lot of type C people grew up in difficult environments is if there was someone in the family that was abusive or that invalidated you, that, you know, you, you probably have to face that person. And that can be very triggering. There can be a lot of emotional pain that comes up. And a lot of times these issues are just never addressed. They're ignored and everybody puts on a happy face, like nothing ever happened. And so that can be really painful for people. And I think that's something that, you know, also we have to be re realistic about that. Yes, this emotional pain might resurface. I might get triggered. And how can I protect myself and take care of myself around that? 
Unfortunately, this is a really common problem that I talk to patients about all the time. When a, a mom or a dad may still be with a step parent or a parent who was abusive in some way, or a, a sibling who's still there, and your family's way was, as you said, sweeping it under the rug, turning a blind eye, we don't talk about these things. It's really, really, really hard. And sometimes parents who were really abusive and unhealthy growing up have changed and gotten healthier, but it's still, it doesn't mean that you're not triggered or there aren't memories or you don't have to sort of, you don't feel as safe. You don't feel like you can be, say the things you want to say, be the person you want to be. So again, I would say really trying to think about taking care of yourself, whether it's taking breaks, getting away. I'm a big fan of white lies. If you feel like it's not going to go well, if you say like, I need to go for a walk, then just say, you know, I got to go run an errand. It's important to take care of yourself, but I also realize sometimes you have to be realistic. So whatever you can do to work on that. And if you also have people in your life now, like a spouse or a partner or friends who maybe could come with you to help support you in navigating and just reminding yourself that you are a very different person. You have much more control over your life. You're not a kid anymore. You can leave, you can go to bed, you know, and if you have to leave even early, the holiday early, you can do that too. Another thing that we really wanted to talk about post-holidays is thinking about loneliness. So, so many people don't have enough people to, to spend the holidays with. Maybe that's because they've lost loved ones. Maybe that's because of divorce. Maybe that's because just like all the things we were just talking about, they have decided to distance themselves from really difficult and unhealthy family dynamics. So it can be a very hard time when all this stuff is going on around us with, you know, holidays are happy and everyone's having a wonderful time with family and friends. So you might also feel like other people have all these friends to hang out with and you don't. So this can be really, really difficult. I think it's important to take care of yourself and actually stay away from family or friends who are toxic. That may be lonely, but maybe it's better. And then also you want to be kind to yourself and really notice judgment, trying to work on self-care, self-compassion, and then trying to think about things that you can do to make that time more manageable to get through it. And anything you want to add? Yeah, I think it can also be really lonely if people in your circle have these wonderful holiday plans and families that they look forward to, and your situation might not be as exciting and might be a little bit more painful. And so you can sort of feel lonely and feeling like, wow, you know, I have it worse than other people do. And that's not a great feeling. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm not really jazzed about the holidays. I don't know if that really falls in the loneliness category, but you kind of get what I'm saying. Here's what I also will say. I think most people from my, this is non-research-based, but more just clinical-based, I would say that the people who have the holidays go better for them are people who have just accepted their reality. I think 
most people have challenging family dynamics, more so in other families, for sure. I'm not saying that every family has the abuser or, you know, the alcoholic or difficult critical parent. But I would say all families have difficult dynamics. And I think people who weather the holidays better are people that have found ways to help themselves, to support themselves, have found people to support them and get through. And I think it's really important for people to know you are so not alone alone in having a difficult, challenging family. And you're not alone in, in that loneliness and, and spending time by yourself. There are so many people, the holidays are tough and it sucks that it's like the darkest time of year also, particularly if you're living in Northern hemisphere or North, more far North and less close to the equator. So, you know, I mean, I think that uh, it's, it's challenging time. Yeah. Another category that we wanted to touch on is when you have to just spend a lot of time together and maybe you're not used to doing that. Maybe you're like me, a little bit more introverted, a little more sensitive and, you know, it can just be overwhelming the noise and the people and all the energy and it can really be exhausting. And sometimes depending on the physical space, maybe there's not enough space to spread out, but we got lucky this year. We actually had eight people. It wasn't a huge crowd. We had a nice big house and it makes a huge difference, right? When there are places where you can get away, but not everybody is that fortunate. It can really wear you down. Absolutely. I mean, my husband is not very type C, but this is 100% him. We had about nine people all together over the holidays in a very small space. And I totally understood that he needed to spend time by himself in his room, just sort of managing. I think it is really true that that during the holidays, people are often, there's activities, there's more social events, you have to spend a lot of time with other people, and it can be very exhausting because you're on, particularly for people with type C, you're thinking so much about other people. It's a lot. So as you said, I mean, I think, again, what we talked about before is if you can find some space, if you can get out for a walk, if you can go run an errand, better yet, don't stay with your family, stay next door or something, if possible, to create some time to recharge. Yeah, it's funny you say that about Alan. I had an uncle who growing up, he he just wasn't into the family scene at all. And he would go straight to the bedroom, close the door and and read. He just wasn't in, into it. And I mean, everyone kind of respected that, right? It's not for everyone. Here's a big category, philosophical differences. This is a huge issue for a lot of families, whether it's politics or religion or what kind of traditions people want to engage in. And then even just like parenting differences. I know a lot of friends struggle with the way that they parent versus the way the grandparents think that they should parent. And then when it all comes together at Christmas and there's just like this feel like you're, you know, under a microscope with the way that you're doing things and being judged and, and all that. So I think that's a, a really hard thing. We've got, you know, in our family this year, we brought together people from the South and my husband's father from England. And I was very worried about politics becoming an issue, but we, we stayed away from it, but I know that's not the case for all families. Sometimes it comes up and it can be really emotionally charged. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I think is important to realize is a lot of times people feel really strongly about something and really want other people to agree with them. And I always suggest that a better way to go is working on mutual understanding. Like this is your belief. This is my belief. And we understand that 
you know, these, these are our beliefs as opposed to you have to agree with me because, you know, when people care really strongly about other things, they want people to agree with them. Um, and it can be hard. So if you have someone in your family or someone who you spend the holidays with, who feels really strongly about things, and that's not how you feel, just know you're not alone, but also maybe next time it's worth thinking about that you, know, you can validate them. Oh, okay. So, you know, I understand you feel this way because X, Y, and Z, but it doesn't mean you have to agree with them. You know, I think a lot of times I was actually just talking to a friend of mine about this, that often when you spend time with family, there are people who are giving you a lot of comments or feedback, as you said, like parenting or grandparents, and that can be really exhausting. So, uh, you know, just again, Setting that expectation, reminding yourself, okay, this is probably what it'll be like next year. How do I help myself with that? If it's, you know, your mother-in-law or something like that, um, then maybe get your partner <laughs> to, if possible, mention something ahead of time. You know, hey, those judgments or those comments sometimes aren't helpful. But at the same time, that might not change the person. So again, just trying to think about what are the self-care things that you can make sure you protect yourself with next time. So certainly an accurate expectation instead of having the fantasy, oh, things will just be better next year. And thinking about all those self-care fundamentals, things like sleeping, making sure that you're not forgetting to eat, making sure that you're not drinking too much, making sure that you are taking breaks, getting out, you know, maybe calling a friend who's really supportive because all that stuff can be, can be really hard. I was thinking too about, you know, when, when families don't agree, you know, type C as the peacekeeper role, then that can exacerbate that whole issue of, being the one that comes in and diffuses the situation and tries to get everybody in a more neutral place and, you know, taking on that, that role can, can be really stressful. Absolutely. For sure. I think that's a really, really good point. Like recognizing that, you know, maybe the peacekeeper role has, is something that your family expects. Maybe they've given you a lot of reward and value for it over the years, but maybe that's also kind of exhausting. And maybe you want to sort of ask yourself, do I really still want to do this? Let's move on to our last check-in, which is about financial strain. So the holidays can be so stressful financially for a lot of people because you feel like you have to, you know, buy all this food or buy all these presents. Many people type C struggle with buying too many presents, making sure that they buy like the best presents, making sure that other people are so happy, or maybe it's spending a lot of money on trips and just, it's very stressful and there's a lot of pressure. So this is just something that we want to touch base on to think about for next year. I just, I, I was thinking about how type C people, you know, are just giving people to begin with. And, you know, we tend to overgive. And I know one thing that I get caught up in when it comes to gifts, not so much on the the financial part of it, but on the time part of it, I have a tendency to just really want to give the perfect present and I'll spend so much time thinking and, and researching and trying to find this great thing. And then you kind of realize that not everyone is putting that same level of effort into it. And so I've just realized for my own sanity to the need to kind of dial that back a little bit and absolutely give a thoughtful and heartfelt gift, but it doesn't have to be the absolute perfect thing. Absolutely. A lot of pressure that you can put on yourself to spend a lot of time. And I think this goes back to the setting boundaries, right? Paying attention to what pressure, you know, how much you're putting on yourself, what you're taking on. I think another thing to talk about is making yourself the person who buys all the gifts. I think we've seen those memes where like, you know, the mom, like all the presents are under the tree are for everyone else. And like, you know, people 
if the mom bought the present for everyone and like who bought the mom the present. So I just think it's really important to realize that this is a good time to notice the pressure that you're putting on yourself. And I also like to say, um, is this a role, if you have kids, is this a role model that you want to set for kids? So just thinking about Maybe it might make you nervous or, or worried that if you spend less money, it might upset people. And is that a rule that you're willing to go against in order to take care of yourself financially? Well, we've got a nice little recap of sort of our guidance in a, in a little list here. Should we go through it? Uh, that, that might great. just be helpful for people. We can ping pong these, Corey, if you want. So how to get through it. First, set boundaries around the length of time. You will see people and be with people. Prioritize self-care and carve out time alone if you need it. Don't overdo it for others. Ask for help. From kids, from friends, from family members. Houses. Don't engage with more difficult family members. Stay neutral. Limit interactions. Remind yourself of a tough rule to swallow. Sometimes in order to take care of yourself, you might upset someone or even hurt someone emotionally. So hard and so true. And I would just say, like, a, to piggyback on that, you know, really try to make your remind yourself of the cost when you make sure, listening to all the type C rules that drive you to make sure that people are not upset when you work extra hard to make sure that people are so happy with you. What's the cost of that on you? Uh, make note on your calendar to review these points in advance of next year's holiday in order to mentally and physically take the pressure off and take care of yourself. Okay, I wrote that one just because I I have amnesia every year around the holidays. And I think it I just was thinking, how can I make this better? And I do have a note in my calendar for all the sort of logistical things that I want to do in advance of the holidays. And so I think for next year, I'm just gonna make a note of all these extra points around, okay, I need to be thoughtful and think about how I'm gonna prepare myself next year. Yes. Okay, and finally. Seek professional help for more challenging situations like facing abusers. We can't say this strongly enough. There's a, there are wonderful resources out there to help. These situations are super challenging. You don't have to be alone. There are wonderful therapists that can, that can help. And we've got on our, on our website, we've got a place where uh, it's under the resources tab. If you're looking for a therapist, there's a, a good list there. So we hope that's helpful for everyone. And we don't want to just beat the holidays with a stick, but we just thought it would be really helpful to, to review some of these challenging situations and make people feel like you're not alone in your struggles. And as always, we would love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback or stories that you want to share, you can reach out at typectoolbox at gmail, but otherwise stay tuned for our next episode and be well and take care of yourself. If you're interested in being a guest on our podcast or there's a topic you want to talk about, please get in touch. Our email address is typectoolbox at gmail.com. If there's a story you'd like to share, we're putting together a book on Type C and we can always hide identities if desired. Check out our blog and Instagram for more on Type C. It's typectoolbox.com and at typectoolbox. And leave us a review on the podcast. Thank you for listening today. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. It's not meant to be a substitute for mental health treatment. If you're having a mental health emergency, please dial 911. If you're looking for mental health treatment, please visit the National Alliance on Mental Illness website at NAMI, which is N-A-M-I dot org.